Exactly, exactly. Uh, so you've got a chair, and you're standing behind a chair, and you can just rest your hands on the chair, so you, it's just there, so you don't feel like you're going to fall over, and gives you a bit of a point of reference. And stand with your legs a comfortable distance apart. Just, I mean, just whatever's normal, just normal distance apart. No, no, yeah. And then um, shift your weight onto your more onto your left foot, so that you can just take your right heel away from the ground. Bend at your right knee. Bend your right knee to take your right heel away. So the ball of your right foot and the toes of your right foot will stay on the ground. You're just bending your knee to break the ground with your the heel of your right foot. It's bending at the knee, so you break the ground with the heel of your right foot and then take the heel of your right foot back towards the ground. So go into it, go back. And as you take the heel of your right foot back towards the ground, do that very slowly. So you're going to really be aware of when your skin first touches the floor. If you've got really puffy socks on, you might want to take them off. It's up to you. You feel the skin touch the floor, and you almost feel yourself going through all the soft tissue underneath your heel bone. So you feel that quality. You're not really skeleton not really there yet and then your heel bone you actually feel the skeleton contact the floor so go that slowly go that slowly as you go through bringing your right heel onto the floor and as you bring it onto the floor um, are you putting your weight on it you're going to shift a little bit more equal weight but you don't move all the way over onto your right leg Let it start to take some weight. Or better, there's a better way to think about that takeaway. I said start to take some weight. There's a better way to think about that. The better thing to do is to feel what's happening in your right hip joint as your heel begins to make contact. Does your right hip joint move anywhere relative to the chair, relative to your left hip joint? Feel just a little bit like your right hip joint moves backwards as your heel starts to make contact, as your heel makes contact. And just leave that and walk around a little bit and feel what it's like to walk over your left foot and your right foot. Come back behind your chair. Just that sensory input, that contact, the skin touching the floor, soft tissues, the heel, the bone actually making contact with the floor. It's a gazillion things that like light up like crazy in your motor control system, in your postural reflexes. All sorts of stuff happens. 
But to feel that movement of the hip a little more clearly, actually um, have your weight on your left leg mostly and take your right foot a little bit back. So you're, the ball of your right foot is no further back than the heel of your left foot, but a little bit back, just a little bit back. And with your foot a little bit back like this, begin to take your right heel back towards the floor. And now it's going a little bit further back, so maybe it's a little bit clearer. As you take that right heel back towards the floor, you feel how your right hip joint turns a little back. And as you're right, and you stay with your toes in the same place, stay with your foot in the same place, but you take your right heel back, and you feel the skin contact, and you feel the soft squishy tissues. It's amazing. They stay so soft and squishy with everything they do all day. The bone begins to make contact. And your right hip's moving backwards. What happens to your head? What happens up your spine? make anything happen. Is there any way that you get taller? As your right heel takes more contact, your right hip goes backwards, a little down and backwards. Relax your eyes, your forehead, chin, jaw, shoulders. And then leave that and just walk a little around the room. Take that for a walk. Then come back to your chair. And, uh, oh, no hurry. With your hands on the back of your chair, now uh, let your left knee bend and your left heel come a little away from the floor. Feet a comfortable distance apart. And as your left heel comes back to the floor, Take it back slowly, increase your awareness. Skin makes contact, you travel through the soft tissues. Your heel, the bone makes contact, your skeleton now. And does your left hip move just a tiny bit backwards? You're looking to feel a few millimeters of movement, maybe more. 
This is your right hip stay and your left hip move back. So it's not your whole pelvis moving back, but one side. Don't hold your breath. Let your breathing be. Sometimes just paying attention to some small detail like this to stop breathing. Just keep breathing. And then just shift your left foot a little bit back. So the ball of your foot's resting on the ground just a little further back and take your heel back in this position. This is a little bit clearer. The left side of your pelvis goes backwards, your left hip joint goes backwards. As your heel comes to connect with the floor, you could start to shift your weight there. Not doing it yet, but you're getting your skeleton, your heel bone, starting to feel it. And as your hip joint goes a little bit backwards and down on the left, where does your head go? What happens up the whole length of your spine? So the thing that makes passing your weight over your foot light instead of heavy is that hip joint moving down and away in your head, moving up and away. Move apart from one another, then you're then you're gonna float over your foot. So your hip joint down and back, your head just almost so little that you're just imagining it forwards and up. But don't do it just because I tell you to do it. This is the spirit of Moshe, after all, isn't it? (laughs) You're looking for it to happen. Your nervous system evolved over millennia for this reflex chain. And if you try to second guess it, you'll just do some kind of vague imitation. So your left heel begins to make contact. Your left hip moves down and away. Great. Okay, just take that for a walk. Leave that and walk around.
thing. Come back behind your chair. And take your left foot a little bit backwards. Left knee bend, heel away from the floor. And lean on your left elbow in your right hand. So you're a little asymmetrical here. Checking your coats are safe. <laughs> okay. So you're going to be a little asymmetrical. You're on your left elbow and your right hand. So your right shoulder's higher, left shoulder lower. And take your left heel back towards the floor. And your left hip joint moves away. And what does your spine do and what does your head do? Yeah, because otherwise you do something quite different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise you don't get the lengthening thing happening. Yeah. yeah. You might try with your feet a little further apart. Just experiment with that. Your left heel goes back towards the ground. You begin to take a little weight on your left heel. Opens up your spine. Left hip moves down and away. Your head go up and forwards. You're not forcing it to happen, but you might be coaxing it a bit. Looking a bit coaxing. And then leave that and take a walk around. back behind your chair and rest your left hand right okay uh, take your right foot a little backwards so your right foot's a little backwards and lean on your left your right elbow oh, I don't know where that came from so you're more on your left hand and your right elbow and left. your left foot back your right foot back. Right foot back. Left hand, right elbow. 
and begin to take your right heel back towards the floor. Taking that right heel back towards the floor, skin, bone, your hip, your right hip goes down and backwards. Does your head grow taller? And leave that alone and walk. Take a walk. take the chairs and get them out of the way, put them back where they came from. going to do nothing but walk backwards for the rest of the lesson. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you stand and you take that left foot a little bit backwards and begin with that. Don't start walking yet. We're going to start slowly. That old Feldenkrais thing. you got to pay attention to the beginning. Take your left foot a little bit backwards and take your heel towards the ground. And feel now you don't have the chair to help you. Oh, wait. Rest your hands one on top of the other in front of you. So your hands are kind of just hanging in front of you, but one on top of the other. One in front of the other, I should say. One in front of the other. And you just take your left heel back. And have your have your toes a little further forward so your toe's not really behind your other heel. Yeah. And just take your heel back until you begin to feel the soft tissues, feel the bone, begin to let the weight come on the bone, but only let the weight come onto the bone that you feel your hips moving backwards and your head's moving up and forwards. 
And then just play with that a little. When you feel ready to take a step, you take your other foot backwards, just half the length of your foot, not very far, and begin to shift the weight and feel your right hip now move backwards. Your head gets taller, then your next foot. So you just... For each time that you bring that heel onto the ground and begin to bring weight onto it, that hip is going backwards and your head is getting taller. Forwards and upwards. So your hip goes backwards, but your head a little forwards. Anything, just a few millimeters. That keeps your balance. If your hip goes backwards and your head goes backwards, there's nothing much but a lot of work in your abdomen that could save you. foot, the other. One foot and the weight shifts. As your hip goes down and backwards, your head a little up and forwards. This turns your whole spine into some kind of wacky spring. And all that weight isn't pushed into the floor, but it bounces back up. Weightless. And begin to take a little bit larger step with your left foot so you begin to curve to the right. So you do the same thing, but just so that you're making a very gradual curve to the right. Bigger step with your left foot. I say curve to the right because that's where your the back of you is going, but your face looks further left if you do that. Your face turns a bit to the left if you do that. Try that whole thing with a slight curve in one direction. So one of, imagine, and probably you have a natural tendency here or a personal tendency here, I should say, that one side of you lengthens more. And if you were blindfolded in a desert and you're walking backwards, you'd curve in this way. And if you come to the wall, just 
come around to go the other way and you're moving slowly enough you can sort out whether you're going to hit one another and come around just keep going backwards whatever you do and then curve the other way On one side of you, the hip goes a little further back, more easily. It's probably the direction you're going to go in circles in the desert. You can find, uh, someone's got images on the web of people walking, you know, with no reference. Attempting to walk in straight lines with no reference in the path they make. And then come back to just going straight backwards. Each foot, the heel makes contact. Hip backwards. So your clavicles in the front of your throat are free. They can open. So your head can go up and forwards. And then raise your arms in front of you, with your elbows kind of open, and your hands at shoulder height. Just open a bit to the side and forwards, so your elbows forwards, not, not like that, forwards. And keeping your arms really in this circle or this plane in front of you, so they're not going to go from side to side or anything. Continue walking backwards, take your heel backwards. Now you can't take your whole left side backwards when your left heel goes down. You have to take your hip backwards separately from your shoulders. Your shoulders stay quite square, stay to the front. 
And then that whole side relates to lengthen and spiral. Get taller. And you can do a few steps like that and then bring your arms down and do a few steps with your hands. One in front of the other in front of you and then bring your arms up again when you're ready so you don't fatigue your arms. Again, it's all a matter of balance. You can get them floating there, but if they're not floating yet. Check your chin, your tongue. And then leave that and just walk normally.